Hey, this is Sid. And Elijah Laj for short. Of Run That Back. With an analysis of film, music, and all other forms of media from an enthusiast's point of view. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. Welcome all to another episode of your favorite podcast, the Run That Back podcast. And we are back with another film. And it's been a while since we've done a documentary, but this week we are going to be tackling a documentary. And this documentary is entitled This Changes Everything, which was released in 2018 on Netflix. And Sid's going to give us the synopsis, and then we're going to get into this documentary. Gina Davis, Meryl Streep, Rashida Jones, Reese Witherspoon, Sandra Oh, Jessica Chastain, Tiffany Haddish, and other top actresses discuss gender discrimination in the media and entertainment industry. Yes. So as this is like a, I think this is currently like a hot topic, you know, we have like Mm -hmm. the Me Too era and all that stuff going on. So uh, I definitely think that this documentary was very timely. Mm -hmm. Um, And like we've talked about before about discrimination when it comes to race you know discrimination also very much exists when you add that element of gender as well in this documentary it really just tackles um the ins and outs of all that so um Sid actually recommended this documentary and at the time she recommended it I had forgotten that I had seen it and then I watched it again I was like oh I've definitely seen this um Mm -hmm. and I think it's a phenomenal uh documentary put together by Gina Davis and the Gina Davis Institute on Gender and Media and for those who don't know Gina Davis is an actress she's been in films like Stuart Little A League of (laughs) I was about to say that first (laughs) and and very famously uh Thelma and Louise which Mm. um Thelma Louise is one of those films that, like you always hear about um, and like it being like one of those quintessential films and I had like actually never seen Thelma and Louise until like after college and it was part of uh, our curriculum and mm-hmm. actually thoroughly enjoy that movie we might have to review it because it's actually I know really because movie. the way they were talking about it I was like I feel like I would really like this it was yeah just the it's very enjoyable yeah, but I had never seen it until I got to college and I was like, wow, I actually really like this movie. But anyways, what were your thoughts on this documentary? Yeah, I just thought this was like so phenomenal because I navigate the world as a woman. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm a black woman. So I usually think about my blackness first. Yeah. And I don't think about how much um, sexism uh, affects me just in the way that I've experienced things. And mm-hmm. so this was a way for me to tap into my gender identity because I'm like, okay, not all things may have occurred because you're the new person or you happen to be black. Like some stuff is like sexism as well. Um, and what you've experienced. And I just really liked everybody's perspective. And I like that they talked a lot about representation because it can feel kind of like silly to feel like representation matters, like, but it does. And sometimes it feels weird because like, why should this person appearing on a screen or in a magazine affect me so much? But it truly does. And I like that they brought so much history and science behind it. Like it was just an amazing documentary. Yeah, absolutely. And we've talked about the representation matters thing. And I think um, one thing that's never remiss on me um, is that even though now, like when I see a lot of representational things, I'm like, okay, this is, it's representational. It very much gives optics for me. Um, Mm. I, I always have to remember, but like, who might need this, right? So right. it might not be working for me anymore, but mm-hmm. it's working for somebody else who needs to see 
um, themselves reflected. And, you know, media is a very powerful medium for people to see themselves reflected and for them to um, understand that they can do things, right? If you don't see yourself doing something, you oftentimes don't think that you can do it. Um, Not everybody. Some people are like, oh, I'm gonna do it either way. Uh, But for a a lot of people, if they don't see themselves doing it, um, they're like, oh, well, I guess women don't do this. I guess black people don't do this. I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, the gays Mm -hmm. don't do this, this, that. So um, in that aspect, representation is very important. Um, And they even talk about in the documentary that representation is kind of like a stepping stone um, you know, you want to get into those 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 spaces and you want to see yourself, but also you've kind of got to push forward and do more than just be at the table. Uh, right. And again, we've talked about that in our mini-sode about um, Blackness in Hollywood. Um, I think this is another similar conversation in which, you know, you have to make that decision if you want to integrate into a space in which, um, you know, you aren't necessarily welcome and aren't necessarily wanted in. And so I think the documentary uh, touches on that a little bit. Um, And then when we get into the history of it all, we learn that in the early parts of Hollywood, or I shouldn't even say Hollywood, but in the early parts of film, um, Mm -hmm. women were present. They were there. They were, you know, behind the camera. They were in front of the camera. They were uh, writers. They were doing all those things. And then kind of as Hollywood developed and it became a bigger business um, and, you know, banks started having to invest in companies, then it Mm -hmm. kind of became this macho hierarchy of you know because women couldn't even get loans and absolutely didn't have that capital behind them and Mm -hmm. so it was like oh next best thing or the thing that makes sense quote unquote is that men take charge and it just ruined everything yeah yeah it's (laughs) very much um kind of like colonization of a film you know or the film industry you know yeah Uh, Mm -hmm. it it tainted it all and so he even talked about how they were like native filmmakers like yeah yeah so much diversity within Mm -hmm. the women um filmmakers and everything and then how everything changed when it came to oh we can actually get funding we need men to be the face of this and you know everything and then of course if men are the face or writing these stories how then they can portray the the narratives of how they how they view women and it was funny to me because there was a few spots where the women were discussing like oh, they wanted to write in a a female character. And then they're like, hey, can you sit in for like a couple of hours? Because, Mm -hmm. oh, I guess I should get a woman's perspective, even though, you know, I've written and imagined this woman. But they're like, that's not how it works. Like if you're not really truly coming to write a woman wholly, you're not going to get it within a few hours of just hanging out with the woman and getting them edit stuff. Like it's just not going to be there. And then how your biases are portrayed in films. Like, and it was just, it was really sad because Rose McGowan is the one that was talking about, like, I would be putting my all, and you know, I'm really like investing myself into this script and this portrayal. And I think I'm doing my job. And then I realized that the person behind the camera is more worried about my boobs or my butt Mm -hmm. or how I'm looking. And I'm like, that is literally so like embarrassing. Yeah. So embarrassing. Like how much energy comes into performing and you're like, yes, I did that. I hope they got that shot. And then it's of your body. And you're just like, I'm, I'm more than that. And just when they even talk about how the archetypes come about like oh the stupid blonde or like the girl sidekick but the guy friends want them and they it just becomes like they're this object in this pawn and I'm like 
it really does become this thing where it becomes how you navigate the world. Like, mm-hmm. especially if you do look a certain type of way, how people intend you to act a certain way or be this role. And then when you're not confuses people, but then they still try to put you in the box. Well, oh, well, cause you look this way. You're still disposable to me because like hot chicks are just, they don't have brains, but it's just like, you know, like it, it really is scary because you know how it seems like some people are not even in touch with who people actually are they're Mm -hmm. just seeing people as these you know caricatures these archetypes these stereotypes and it's like you don't care about me right it's really crazy absolutely um yeah you've got great points you know there's very much an objectification to women when it comes to what their role is in film and unfortunately when you have um straight cis hetero men writing Mm -hmm and filming women they're going to go for what you know they want to see that male gaze and you know Mm -hmm. often it is the big boobs you know angles of the camera using the angles of the camera to kind of objectify and Mm -hmm. to focus on you know the body and not necessarily the content that is being said by the women and then even deeper than that um you know the the content being spoken from the women isn't always that um deep and involved so they're just kind of there to fill a just to fill a role you know not necessarily there to add any depth to the story um have any depth as a character but really like you said just to play an archetype just to play you know the nagging wife or the the best friend who hates you know the boyfriend that's trying to you know tell her friend this and that um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I think those are all very valid points that you bring up. Yeah. And then when you're talking about like like lack of depth and scripts, it's so funny because like it's it's an ageism thing too. Uh, because they talked a lot about like once you quote unquote age out of Hollywood, what's left for you. But then I think of people like the Viola Davises who mm-hmm. they were more middle aged when they had huge success. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, it's funny because like there is like if you are quote unquote like the hot girl next door type or whatever the heck and um it like only lasts for a certain amount of years and then like when you get that middle age or like they dispose of you but then I'm like but if they don't if they see you more as functional if you are middle-aged then that's the only way you're getting those in-depth you know scripts Mm -hmm. because like Halle Berry she just did bruise and like she put herself in a role that had more depth or was different than other things she's done but because she is this like quote-unquote beautiful woman she is beautiful but you know what I'm saying (laughs) because she is this like beautiful woman um you know people are like shocked like oh my gosh there's depth to her she can do stuff like this and And it's like she always could and she maybe she could have actually developed those skills to do something outside of like you know the little side chick or whatever type of role that she was placed in but it was hard for her to break through that and I've I've heard recently that she's been talking speaking out about that like how hard mm-hmm. it was for her in Hollywood because nobody took her serious because she is a beautiful woman mm-hmm. and like she couldn't just get certain opportunities or she was pigeonholed and like she feels like her career was like stunted in a sense because people want to even give her the risk of like having more depth in a script or more serious roles because they're like no we want to look at your face yeah absolutely and I think that speaks to also um the chances in which men do often get as as actors as directors um of films you know they get the chance to prove themselves if not once twice three times on big budget films you know and they often don't really have the resume to back up that they can even tackle a big budget film 
Um, whereas, you know, they talk about, some female directors talk about how they would, you know, do a film, the p- film would be highly successful. And then after that, the roles and the work still wouldn't roll in after that. Um, and it was kind of always seen as like a fluke if they did have a, a successful film, even if yeah. they had multiple um, if you're an actress, you know, you have multiple roles under your belt uh, and you're the leading character, you know, that film makes a lot of money, but still it's it's seen as, well, that was an anomaly and, you know, it, yeah. but even the statistics, because they break it down statistically, still yeah. bear out that female leaded films were still making more money than male-led films um but again still seen as a fluke so uh, there's always there's there's a lot of double standard obviously that goes on in the world but you know you bring it to Hollywood and you know it's just really a bigger conversation about how misogyny just really works its way into every single facet um, in workplace like it's just always there it's always present um and it's like how do you how do you navigate through that you know you know I've spoken (laughs) on it yeah exactly (laughs) I've I've shared my two cents on you create your own shit you do your own shit um but you know that that is a lot more you know easier said than done yeah Um, I'm like it's just unfortunately it's not that reasonable and like you're saying like the numbers the statistics show the success but we have to talk about again we've talked about this many times but still the system so if the system is still all these white men all these straight men Mm -hmm. like the directors the filmmakers the writers all the stuff like that even if they see the numbers they don't necessarily have to push or have to have a desire because it's still men like putting out what they want and what they want to see yeah you know and um and when we're speaking to like it's just hard to navigate there's just the way that these systems work is like you have to like you're saying you got to work around it or you got to like push through somehow somehow but it's so like crippling it's so oppressive when you realize like wow you're really not taking me serious because I'm a woman or you're really you know perpetuating this idea that I have to look talk act a certain way because I'm a woman like that is literally nuts and it's exhausting to the point where I it's not I'm not going to say every woman but oftentimes you just get to the point where it's like I'm not playing those games like that's exhausting because you feel some type of way that I'm not appeasing you and your ego now I have to change because I'm not the sweet soft woman that you think I am now I got to switch it up. I'm not doing that. I'm not the sweet, soft woman. Like, if you don't see me that way, you don't. Now I'm not going to, you know, hey, I, was, <laughs> I hope your day was great. Yeah. Right. Sugarcoated to come from I got you. it in me. Yeah, I got absolutely, it in me. Absolutely. Absolutely. One scene that actually, like, stood out to me was just, like, how young it kind of starts for the, the women in the industry. So we uh, get some anecdote from Chloe Grace Moretz who uh, played in the Carrie remake and I think it was released 2015 or so Um, and she speaks about how that was like the first film that she was on with a female director Um, she was like 15 at the time I believe and she says how even though she was on a female directed film a lot of the crew was still male and how they would Mm -hmm. question um the female director so she's like that was yeah and the female experience where yeah exactly right they talk about the um scene where she gets her period in the shower which is like an iconic carry scene and they have the the men are like trying to give her suggestions on how she should be reacting to that and it's like what do you know about having your period (laughs) in the shower right (laughs) um but yeah that's so that you those are like those eye-opening moments where you like kind of have that click like okay 
yeah this is a thing this is going to be a thing as I maneuver through this industry yeah and that's what's like so scary about it like you're saying how young it starts and like Reese Witherspoon said that too she's like I've been on a set where there was no women mm-hmm. even the wardrobe people like that is literally so scary like yeah. I don't know well you have I was about to say I don't know if you've been well you haven't as a woman but as a woman being around a pack of all men that mm-hmm. is literally the scariest thing like yeah. I cannot fathom like doing your job mm-hmm. and it's just that is literally so scary so uncomfortable like I can just imagine you were unheard like I I just can't even fathom that and that's why Reese Witherspoon is another person that had their own production company because mm-hmm. it's like like we're saying when there are these systems it's like there's nothing else to do but to do but your own and to yeah. feel respected and that's why like the women that I have seen that truly are creating these spaces like Issa Rae is one that's like mm-hmm. I'm including black people I'm including like a safe space and this is about art type of thing like that's really rare but I really like respect and love those people because I'm like that that's hard to do and come across and like to have to navigate like I love you know this job if it's like acting filmmaking directing whatever like I love doing these things but I have to navigate through like sexism and you know inappropriate directors wanting Mm -hmm. sexual favors and stuff Mm -hmm. like that when I'm just trying to do my job okay I'm just trying to do my job but you like you got to navigate all that stuff so being able to be free of that like is an amazing feeling I'm sure and like we said, like navigating the world, encountering so much sexism, I think a lot of times, I know personally for me, a lot of times I'm not even aware about like, oh, okay, this was like a sexist moment. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When you are free of those things, when you're just like, wow, it's actually easier to create a film and you don't even realize that. So it's just really hard um, and sad what, you know, we, we have had to navigate and just how um such a limited scope affects us from like a psychologically to, you know, what is put out there when you Mm -hmm. don't give diverse um people chances like Mm -hmm. then you don't see so much of art that's out there like we're just getting this limited scope and this limited experience and it sucks because there's so much more yeah yeah and even you know they talk about like the biggest export that America has and it's really 80% of what America exports is media and culture and so that includes what we show on television what we show in movies um, and in films and when that and when the people who are curating that those images are you know of one group you then send out a message across the world universally yeah um, that is very limited um, and I don't as a creator, as an artist, I would, I would feel like I wouldn't even want that. Like I would want, like that feels so, Mm. I don't know. It feels boring. It feels Mm. not, you're not, you're not the best artist that you can be. Right. And when you are a creator and you want to create the best art you can, like, why wouldn't you want different perspectives, different images, different, all that stuff. Like, because Mm -hmm. you're, it, it just feels more nuanced. It feels more fulfilling. Um, yeah. at least that's how things work in my mind but right. obviously we see that that's not how it works for everybody else um, and I mean that's, it's understandable when you start to not understandable but you can rationalize it when you start to put you know dollar signs and dollar amounts like people are like yeah. oh people around the world don't necessarily want to see that and you're like well how do you know they don't want to see that because you never try you never give it a chance yeah. 
Um, that's why I was so surprised that the um, Doc McStuffin creator was a white lady. I yeah, said, no, nah, that. <laughs> that's amazing. And like, and that's what we say too when we talk about white people when they're like, use your privilege and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like a whole white lady like created a black show and she put the great uh, uh, Loretta Devine, like all those really popular voices she yeah. put in there. Like I was mm-hmm. like, wow, she really did something. Mm-hmm. And that was an interesting perspective too. Like the cartoons, like I have a son. So it, it's been interesting to me to see what he gravitates toward. Like, um, unfortunately because of conditioning it can be hard to be like oh my god like what toys do you give him what like entertainment yeah. but I just let him just do stuff yeah. like he likes dressing up in imagination Absolutely. like you know that don't scare me because that's mm-hmm. fun you yeah. know I let him do that but certain shows I think about like okay what shows is he liking and what mm-hmm. what are they they teaching and when you do look like she had mentioned in the documentary a lot of them are like like Paw Patrol I think there's one girl dog the rest of them are our boys mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. stuff like that, like, the numbers will be way out way where you can't yeah. even always, like, pick out, you know, like, oh, the the female dog is my favorite. It's like, mm-hmm. she'd be in the back, and there's mm-hmm. only one of them. Mm-hmm. Like, and how can so you pick subtle. her out? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, as he's, like, grown up a lot of times, like, he likes princess stuff, which mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't care, because the way that the media is, like, you don't even see women in that great role, or, like, right. he thinks that's cool, like, right. you know what I mean? And so I'm like, I'm glad, because it's going to get worse like outside of here how mm-hmm. people view mm-hmm. women and like yeah. if you think that's cool and you appreciate and respect women like that's a good thing to me that that's you're right. interested in that and I'm not scared to be like oh because you're a boy like yeah. nah you're gonna if you like it that's a good thing that's yeah, that's yeah, good yeah. that we're Absolutely. treating mine. so I had a question for you since you're a man yeah <laughs> obviously but I know you were like in a family with women like mm-hmm. Do you feel as though media like influenced you in any way or like, or can you think of a moment perhaps where you're like, mm, this isn't right. Or even if you did buy into a certain belief because of what you saw on media. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly a level of misogyny that I, that I bought into um, growing up, but I've always been as a queer man, like I've, <laughs> I've often found myself uh, relating to the female characters and, you know, yeah, uh, video true, games, yeah movies little like storm was like my favorite superhero growing up uh mm. i loved playing like fighting video games growing up and like i would always play the female character chun lee okay <laughs> <laughs> so uh i've certainly always like it, it i've gravitated towards that so i've I, like seeing female lead characters in films you know one of my favorite movies growing up was the fucking parent trap like yes, <laughs> it, as always it's never been a weird thing for me but I certainly understand um the ways in which imaging in some of those early tv shows still conditioned me to have certain thoughts about women but yeah I I think I think luckily I because I grew up with um sisters and a mom and because I was into those things that I didn't I didn't see them as negative or I couldn't not relate I think that kind of kind of gave me a leg up in the world but yeah I I personally think it's still easy to slip back into you know having um the conditioned thoughts of like oh well women should be talking like this they should be doing this um Mm -hmm. and you mentioned like uh the animation and like how early tv shows and early um images that children are consuming often are subliminally subliminally sending them messages about um gender roles you know you know and a lot of and even with disney like a lot of disney princesses the way that they dress um and you know other jasmine princess jasmine was so inappropriate i think wasn't that in the documentary 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they, show yeah, they mm-hmm. highlighted that. And that's so funny because I think when I was younger, for me, I realized how sexual women were or were perceived. Yeah. And like, because like we, I mentioned Chun-Li as like a joke, but then I'm thinking, I'm like, but even if you look at Chun-Li, she got her thighs out. I mean, yes. it's a cute outfit. Hey, girl. <laughs> but like, she got her thighs out. And then Boobies like, you know how the cartoon, the boobs be all heaving yeah. and be all sexual. <laughs> like, it's like, that's weird. Like, that's mm-hmm. weird, especially when it's geared for kids. Like, yes, that is weird absolutely. stuff. Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah, Princess Jasmine was something weird because, like, I'm about to embarrass myself. It's okay. But, like, when you were a kid, do you remember, like, sexual things were being turned on, but you didn't know what it was? Yeah, Like, absolutely. do you remember that before? Okay. Yeah. So, I just remember, like, that scene with Princess Jasmine, and I was just like, what is this? <laughs> what is this? Really? Like, I didn't understand what it was, but I, I could feel, like, mm-hmm. the, you know, the sexual tension or, yeah. like, what they were emitting from that scene. And I just always mm-hmm. thought it was weird, but I could tell that it was supposed to, you know, bring about those, like, feelings or that Absolutely. air. And I was like, this is kind of weird. And I always felt weird watching that scene because, like, I felt, like I said, those certain things in my head were, like, you know, adult things or right. adult feelings. But I, was, I always felt weird about that scene. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when you're an adult and you're really watching it, you're like, oh, yeah, that was, like, inappropriate and weird. Like, yeah. but you consume that as a kid and like I say in those certain things like obviously for me (laughs) I was drawn to like really beautiful women or beautiful Mm -hmm. things and like how they're portrayed and how they look and I was like okay this is a thing you use that power girl like that's what you do and that's how you get to the top type thing (laughs) so yeah like even trying to dismantle that like I remember like growing up a few times I've said certain things like oh I need to have pretty friends I remember I tried to tell like somebody and they were like that don't sound like you but in my head I had I had all these imaging like pretty girls stick Mm -hmm. together or you have a click and stuff mm-hmm. like that and so like I didn't necessarily act that way or like have that belief but because that's what I saw and like pretty girls do this or like pretty girls befriend you and you're just stuck and you're sitting there like okay what do we do now type yeah, thing yeah absolutely. You know what I mean those certain beliefs and you like try to like work them in your life but then like my personal experience is like I was trying to live life that way but it was like you're not that girl (laughs) (laughs) right 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 it was like you got a personality but I was like Mm. how do I do both and then like unfortunately a lot of times it can't coexist like Mm. I can't tell you how many times you try to be that girl with a personality you will get kicked to the curb okay Uh you can't do both both. (laughs) just the way that it works and so it it for me personally has been a, a weird experience like even as an adult where like I think I've told you before I've been on a date and I've been like okay I clearly can tell like he wants me to be the the arm candy and mm-hmm. he's not listening to me mm-hmm. or like he really truly thinks I'm that person but I'm like right. trying to actually tell you stuff about me and you don't care because you're like this is the role that you're gonna fill mm-hmm. and the fact that you said something intelligent I'm mm-hmm. caught off guard and yeah. it's like existing like that and realizing like okay this person doesn't actually respect me they're more so concerned about how we look together mm. like coming to terms with that but then trying to exist in the world when you don't really thrive like it's one or the other so like you can't really thrive quote unquote in that way like materialistically and so it's just like weird like we said like how do you break out of that how do you exist in the world and it's honestly like really hard you a lot of times have to um go into these like stereotypes and these archetypes like either okay well then let me just keep being bummy or be the brainiac and or let me just empty thoughts in my head type thing like it's it's weird yeah for sure and I think you know when you come in contact with people like that it's very much you learn like how conditioning works on people right because people who Mm -hmm. still hold you know ideologies and like thought processes like that you're like oh like 
you've never consumed anything outside of yourself or outside right. of the narratives that you know society mainstream society is pushing like you and you mm-hmm. probably don't have any desire to do so so that's let the me, scary part and yeah I'm gonna say so now it's time for me to exit stage left because you're not my kind yeah. of girl <laughs> or guy mm-hmm. um right. but yeah I think uh and it starts early, like we said. It, it really mm-hmm. does start in those early cartoon days. You know, often you hear people here saying stuff like, oh, they're pushing that gay agenda shit, yada, yada, this and that. But the gag is, whole time in between time, they're pushing a whole bunch of other gender shit. Yeah, y'all just let hugs, rock and roll. Yeah, slide right off, the, right off the shoulder and brush it under mm-hmm. the rug and nobody cares. But it's because, you know, for so long, you've been conditioned to think that it's just okay. It's appropriate. And there's not to say that, you know, you know, women can't embrace their sexuality and women can't be, right. you know, sexual beings. Like, absolutely. And mm-hmm. that comes with that double-edged sword of, like... I had that conversation with my mom. Yeah, yeah can, she was like, can well, we I don't embrace understand. it or can we not? But go ahead. Yeah, because my mom was like, well, I don't understand when we say it's bad when men do it, but then, mm-hmm. like, if a woman does it and she's like, oh, it's liberation. I'm like, because it very well can be. I said, some women do yeah. find, like, freedom in being naked or whatever or how they want to express themselves a certain way. But again, I've said this where it's like unfortunately it gets to the point with any art like mm-hmm. you can't control who consumes it because I'm like I right. can be in a position where I'm like I'm you know I'm kind of classy with it I'm covered up but like somebody could still be lustful or see me exactly. as an object I was like that's not my problem that's not exactly. my fault and like I can't really control like if somebody sees you only in that way then they'll see you in that way regardless of how you portray yourself or how you look so I'm like if the woman finds whatever way and she's expressing herself more sexually or using that power whatever because that's the thing it's not negative but then because we live in these extremes and absolutes it is become it does become this negative thing where people be like oh if you embrace that you're a hoe or this is all these ideals and it's like no I'm comfortable and it doesn't have to be negative or that I'm seeking attention or want quote unquote certain things to happen to me it's just like I love that about myself and it's you that has the skewed perspective and ideals about what that means and so it just comes to a point with a lot of things like unfortunately you can't control your consumer so it's like yeah and that's why you know read books people like expand your mind use discernment <laughs> people do not have touch grass as they say i'm saying girl like i don't know but folks just yeah it, it is you're right you can't control how people consume an image um but i do think that you know you can challenge the way that people um perceive you and perceive mm-hmm. an idea of something that uh they they have that they already hold a, a perception of you know and I do think that films give us uh storylines about women that are completely different from what we are normally used to seeing does help kind of um switch up that narrative but then sometimes I also feel like it again creates this idea that well if you embrace the 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 conditioned idea or the stereotypical idea then now you're playing into it and so it's it's hard because it's like both can coexist like you can do both um and so it's really just about getting it's really just get about getting more imaging out that is diverse that is different that is eclectic and that is not just one and or the other because we don't we're not saying that we want you know images of women that are always sexualized and we're not saying that we want images of women that are um um, you know, brute and, you know, fuck yeah, this or man, nuns, the man. yeah, 
That's, yeah. Or, you know, prude, prudish and all that stuff. You know, we want, we want, what we want is that diversification of all of that. So that yeah. when we are consuming images, we don't have, our mind doesn't go to one specific idea. And, mm. you know, the thing about seeing men on TV and, 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 and media is that you don't have, when you think of a man on the TV show, I mean, there are definitely some, you know, macho ideas that come to mind, but you still get to see um, a variety of different perspectives um, and complexities about male characters that you know often aren't there with female characters and I do think you know we've we've come a long way but we definitely still have a long long way to go yeah because yeah, that's what the title is saying like this changes everything because that's what you feel like mm-hmm. every time those are the headlines every time there is progress and then it just yeah goes backwards so but like I like I said honestly I I don't think we're going to change the world but <laughs> I do see change in progress which is really good because I genuinely do so connects so much better when there's diversity like Mm -hmm. um and you can tell like who is behind the screen or who's in the writing room like no shade I'm not gonna mention the show but imagine (laughs) a show that we love like if there is a woman in the writing room we wouldn't see as much like gratuitous you know imagery like it would be so different and I feel like that would be so dope but you know right now we don't have that but that's Mm -hmm. fine Mm -hmm. um but it does make me also think like of uh Sandra Oh when she was talking about Joy Luck Club and like Mm -hmm. she was like I was sobbing like it wasn't the deepest movie but I was just so moved beyond that because she was like I finally saw myself and my Mm -hmm. mom and my grandma Mm -hmm. and I was like that's what it really be doing too like when you could tell somebody put care into it beyond like this male's view or they're actually they're the one with the agenda you know what I mean and it just like moves you because you feel connected in a in a soul a whole nother level and you feel the the realism in it like you can always tell somebody actually did their research and or it came Mm -hmm. from the actual perspective and that's how you make life-changing art like they want to be the first to do it or they want to be you know in these um hall of fames and everything like that I'm like you only achieve that through like realism and caring for your audience and like you said when you just slap stuff together and you don't truly care about the women like do you really care about your art your art care about your audience yeah yeah absolutely and I think that that I think that separates you know a true artist versus someone who is just doing something for a paycheck you know a true artist it really like you said they care about their art they want it to be as fleshed out and as nuanced as as possible before they put it out um and if you are painting certain perspectives and images of people and ideas the same way over and over again like you've you've ceased to grow and to mature as as an artist so you know hopefully you know this documentary and in the future we continue to grow um I think they mentioned in Oscar at the time of this film at the time I think only two or one excuse me one female director had won the best director um award at the Oscars which was Catherine Bigelow for The Hurt Locker but then just recently this year um Chloe Zhao just won for um No Man No Madland No Manland I don't know how you say it. Nomadland. <laughs> um, yeah, Nomadland. Um, I hate using the word progress. Um, yeah, because I'm like, are, they give us pennies and crumbs. Things are changing. People are winning. Um, but again, we don't want it to just be representational. We don't want it to just be an image that's a start. Um, but, you know, it, it, the the reality still needs to reflect because oftentimes what happens is that we reach, we get into these, um, you know, moments where things are diversified 
diversifying and then the pendulum swings back and then it goes you know it's like oh we're doing this for yeah. uh for this period of time for you know five years ten years and then right it's cute right now yeah it's hot right now and then once people are like over it and it's it's done its thing we're we're, we're gonna go right back into what we've uh always done and you know that yeah. over 10 window kind of effect happens with everything in life um and it's exhausting uh yeah. but what can you do you know and god bless the people who are out here you know wanting to fight and push and keep going because y'all know i don't give a fuck um and then one other thing that i did want to mention is that they talk about the bechdel test which the bechdel test was made by allison bechdel and it's basically just like this these three simple rules to see um how like women are being portrayed in a film and you know it's only three rules so it's not really the most nuanced of tests but it does help kind of gauge to see how um diversified a film is as it pertains to like its women characters and so the three criteria um that a a film has to meet in order to pass the test is it just has to have um a movie with at least two women in it um the two women have to talk to each other and their talking cannot be um about a man um and so when you watch a film and you you know put those three criteria on there only about half the films that are out there um, pass the test. They show a couple movies in the film that pass the test, but it's not very many when you, and, and again, yeah. only those three simple criteria. Um, wow. Yeah, often films, they, they don't pass that test. And, you know, it's not, a, like I said, it's not a perfect test, but it does help kind of gauge your perspective on, you know, just how the women in, in a film are, how they're maneuvering. Yeah, and I think I can't remember if this is a Minnesota or just like a private conversation, but like that's been hard for me too. realizing like my like what's most interesting to me right now. My life is like career and or like your personal growth type thing, Mm -hmm. but it's so hard to find like when you get like mid 20s or 30s TV shows with a group of female friends, Mm -hmm. it very rarely is about important stuff, which Mm -hmm. like I said, is the aforementioned things, but like, it'll be about men. And it has blown my mind because I'm like, I'm trying to watch this show and I'm thinking it's about to be about career, but then it's like about drama and about men and relationships. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, that's weird. (laughs) And then I'm watching scripted shows and it's just all about, like you said, it's like, oh, there's four women on the screen, but then Mm -hmm. all it is centered around is like men. And I'm like, men truly don't rule my life. So I'm like, I'm trying to find that middle ground or like a a different what do you say because i can't relate you're like i can't yeah like i literally cannot relate yeah and so yeah so like i'm trying to find something different but it's like near impossible because that's what they think women care about or what they're thinking about obviously a lot of times if you are in a group of friends you know dating and relationships come up at some point but it's like your whole seasons and episodes and whole show be centered around that. And I'm like, you're left without. And so when we talk about representation, when we talk about wanting to identify with something, it's like, that's not there. So you're thinking, dang, do I really need to be dating? Do people care about dating this much? But then again, when we're talking about the average, when you be like looking at the average person, they really believe in the like, now I'm going to find my partner. I'm getting married. I'm having kids as many as we can. And I'm just like, I didn't know how many people still believe in that dream and goal like and then yeah it's just (laughs) out here yeah anyways we highly recommend this documentary it is on netflix this changes everything 
Um, it's what is it, like hour and a half. It's not even that long. It's a short one, short watch. <clears throat> could be longer. I'm sure there's a lot more um, that could be discussed. But until then, check it out. Um, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye. Bye. Follow us on Instagram at Run That Back Podcast. We share our current phase, preview our next episode, and post many episodes about our entertainment interests. While you're at it, leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts.